0: Hello and welcome back to another episode if you want to do what. Today we've got Ewan Davis on. He's the founder at Sliderfy. Hi Ewan. Hello. How are we today?
1: Yeah, mate. Very, very well. Uh, The sun's out. It's been an absolute belting Monday. It's been the busiest Monday I've had in a long, long time. Probably this year, easily.
0: Um,
1: So I'm feeling really good. Really, really good, mate. How are
0: you? Yes, all good, mate. Good Monday. Like you said, it was actually light for the first time when I got up today. I get Mm. really early. And it was just starting to get light. And it's like, it's so rewarding when that happens
1: yeah yeah i think i have um you know seasonal effect disorder i really mm-hmm. really do because uh i get you know in the in the summer uh, in the winter months obviously it's uh it can get really tough especially when you're selling a product uh that's pretty much designed for tropical weather <laughs> or being outside it, it can get pretty lonely uh in those december months but um to see it you know getting lighter again is amazing and obviously you know i play sport as well so it's always nice to have um well saying that the last week's been dreadful but uh, it's nice to 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 have kind of brighter mornings um and evenings as well so yeah
0: Definitely. um, you do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do mate
1: yeah of course so uh, we well i own a company called slideify and we create branded sliders for businesses and sports clubs um and that is basically the elevator pitch the whole point of the company is to kind of take logos and brand colors or sport club colors or even kit patterns and create a really unique piece of kit which kind of matches really nicely into existing merchandise or kits um and yeah we work with kind of clubs and companies in the UK, France, and Australia where we sell. Uh, the majority of holders come from those three countries, but we can sell all over Europe um, as well. So that's uh, that's what we do.
0: So would you say you're in the merchandising kind of industry, that space?
1: Yeah, well, I do you know, I would say that we're a we're building to be, and we currently are probably classed as a direct consumer brand. So you will get members of sports clubs that are representatives that will want to buy custom sliders um, and they will come to us uh, above anyone else because we specialize in it and we kind of make our whole point being that we can create them better than anyone else Um, but then on the business side of things i definitely say we probably are a merchandising company in the sense that we are dealing with kind of much bigger wholesale orders um, to supply them but it's it's hard to call you us like an out and out merchandising company because if they if I got asked to produce another product like uh, you know tote bags I would say no so mm-hmm. I don't know if we fall directly into like being a merchandising company I'd always say that we're trying to be the biggest custom slider brand in the world so we're we're just a custom slider brand that's what we sure. do
0: so how did this all start then you know you've gone down this entrepreneurial journey but where did this start you know was it from a young age you wanted to do have your own business? Was it a university you picked this up? Where did it all come from?
1: Not at all, mate. I I was never one of those guys like hustling in the playground selling Harry boats. I never had this (laughs) like, you know, really young uh, entrepreneurial like energy that, you know, you could really tell and spot for a mile off that I was going to go be a business owner. Um, It really happened for me because I was working in a job that I really wasn't happy in. Um, In a company I wasn't really happy in and I couldn't really figure out what it was or why I wasn't enjoying it. Firstly, I think I wasn't getting paid enough in that position. Um, And also, like, you know, you're working really closely. This was a startup, the company I was working. You're working really closely with like your senior management team or even the founder, because it's such a small team. And you're hearing about how much money he's making. And then you're you're kind of trying to do the math, being like, you know, I only see you a few days a week. Um, (laughs) You know, I'm working what seems like forever, always. And I'm walking home with nowhere near as much money as you have. So I was kind of like, this is bullshit. I'm not really (laughs) built for this. I'm not built to like make someone else rich. So I was like, I want to be that guy. I want to be the shot caller. Um, and I want to have my own kind of financial freedom. So I started Slideify whilst I was working in this digital marketing agency, which was really, really good for me, actually. Like, you know, I look back and I'll talk about it and anyone listening will think that I didn't enjoy it. Um, but I would not be where I am with Slideify without the skill set that I kind of picked up, um, from that role, but also without the experiences that I had with, uh, This you know CEO founder and my manager as well. Those guys were really really um you know you don't want to say like role models, but I did uh, like their kind of entrepreneurial energy and how they were really super driven to kind of make it themselves. Mm -hmm. Even though that wasn't like benefiting me at all, they were really taking care of themselves. But I got a a bit of that rubbed off on me as well, and I was like, I'm going to go and take care of myself because everyone else seems to be taking care of them themselves. Mm. So I had started this as a side hustle um, from a really dingy, nasty flat in Bristol. Um <laughs> and then the pandemic hit, like a bus in like March 2020. Um, I got laid off. So I was made redundant from my role. Uh and it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened, right? Because mm. I was faced with a decision, which was I can either go and apply in a failing job market where everyone's shutting their doors because no one wants to hire anyone at the start of what we didn't know at the time, but was going to be one of the biggest, you know, power, the, the biggest pandemic that we've experienced. Um, so I was forced to kind of double down on Slideify, And ever since I've done that, I kind of haven't I haven't looked up since then. And that was March 2020. And it's just been an absolute roller coaster since then. A roller coaster of really hard work and um, you know, loads of victories. And I've just learned so much since doing it. Uh, And I mean, if anyone, you know, follows me on LinkedIn, you'll see, you know, how much I post about kind of, you know, owning your own business is definitely, even if it fails, it's one of the best things you can do because you will learn so much in a year that you wouldn't, I would never have learned if I'd stayed in that role. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of how we got to where we are now, really.
0: So you mentioned, you know, you were in a job before you started this and you mentioned you picked up a load of skills and lots of learnings that you managed to bring forward into Slideify would you recommend to somebody who's thinking about maybe going down the entrepreneurial route or whether they just want to get some experience working in some sort of startup arena?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, working in a startup is super valuable. Um, I probably recommend working in like, if you have a choice, working in a VC backed one or something with a lot of cash that can take care of you. I think one of the bigger issues with getting hired by a startup that doesn't necessarily have a lot of funding is that you aren't necessarily going to be looking at the most dramatic uh, like salary increases or things like that. So I I 100% think it's valuable. I think you're going to have conversations or be brought into conversations at a younger age that you probably would never be exposed to if you're working in a more established company um and you really get to experience kind of the volatility that the business world can throw at you and i, I couldn't recommend it more i think and, and you see a lot of people i see a lot of people on my linkedin feed in my network um make the move away from their corporate jobs at big four firms and into startups you know around the age of 25 because they are searching for something a bit more exciting and a bit more um you know challenging
2: now slideify is quite an interesting concept obviously we've sort of spoken about what what it is but how did you come up with that and where did you get the drive to to keep this going and and what's the future looking like for yourself
1: yeah, so it's, it's. I, I'm going to give a shout out again to, to one of my previous managers, at uh, the, the startup I was working at. It's He would always use this term, he was a sales manager, he would say it's, in our pitch, we would say it's really easy to dominate a niche. So always recommend that people try and niche down in their marketing, because if you, once you've identified your audience, you really know what the problem is you're solving, um, you can really start to make yourself a bit of a, a leader in that industry and the I always wanted to go into like a niche business I think because it was so uh, because of that it's this idea that if you really try and own a space and get known within that space as the leader for that product you're going to have a lot of people search for you and come find you because you really specialize in it so that was a really attractive part of why I wanted to to launch a niche company because it is niche but also it it's the fact that like I'm, I'm massive into my sport and, you know, the barrier to entry to setting up one of these companies that sells merchandise is not really that high as it was probably 20 years ago Um, in terms of like being able to find a really high quality manufacturer. um, It's really not that difficult nowadays. Um, But there are a lot of difficulties with sliders in particular. And I think that's why it's not a very common product that you'll find in merchandising agencies. And I know it isn't because they all asked me to supply them at (laughs) reseller because none of them have been able to figure it out. Uh, And it's because it's a really fiddly product. Um, So, uh, yeah, it was kind of like a desire to have a business that was really, really niche down that people would you know, that I could then build a brand around and say, you know, we're doing really, really cool stuff over here. We're the only we're only doing custom side, so all I have to worry about in my marketing is just putting out the message that we create the best quality, the best designs. We have the best service, um, and it's really easy when it's just one product. So yeah, it, it that's kind of the the thought process behind Slide and then also it's just I I lived in Nike Benassi's at uni, absolutely lived <laughs> in mate Like catch me in Nike Benassi's with, you know, some some white Nike socks, and that would just be shuffling around uni in them. Um, so it's really like a product that I can endorse. It's a product that I have made a part of my uh, wardrobe. Uh, and also you can be so creative with this uh, with this product. Like the strap is literally a blank canvas. You know, you can put any design, any logo, we can do pretty much anything with it. And I really like to push the boundaries of what we have um, on the strap. Uh, I like to encourage people to get creative with it. And I think a job, that allows me to be creative every single day, which is one that I have, Um, I'm so grateful for, because I think a lot of people, um, desire to have like some sort of creative outlet and not just be stuck in the spreadsheets you know 24 um, 7 so yeah that's kind of where where it kind of all came from and the, the thought process and then where where's it going well I've said it you know before in this interview that I really do just want to be the global slider provider I want everyone to know that I create or we create the best sliders out there, and that any brand that wants to create their own branded slider, any sports club or sports team that wants to collaborate with us to create a high quality, unique um, piece of kit in the form of sliders, we are open to having conversations with and working with. Um, and that will always be the, the core message of what we're trying to build at Ciderfy.
0: So your skill set now as an entrepreneur obviously has to be incredibly wide ranging, you know, there's loads of different parts you have to dive into as an entrepreneur, but going a bit back to your journey in the sort of marketing world, what kind of skills did you take from that experience that have allowed you to build this brand? Yeah,
1: so I was working uh, specifically in SEO, you know, selling SEO as a digital marketing service. For those that don't know, SEO is kind of just like search engine optimization. So trying to improve websites ranking on Google um, through the means of increasing the web speed or basically looking at what google algorithmically is suggesting are the best practices and trying to implement them across your website so that people can find you more organically through search terms that you're looking for so we rank organically top it's no surprise because it's our background we rank top for custom sliders custom sports sliders um sports sliders for teams sliders for teams um, we rank top in uh, the UK, France, and Australia for all of those search terms. So anyone trying to Google us, you'll find us at number one. And that helps us obviously get business. Um, but also, I did, uh, you know, I sold website development services. So me and my business partner, who I can't believe it's taken this long for me to actually mention that I have a business partner that I run <laughs> this with. So he's very selfish of me. Um, but we we built the website ourselves, and he did most of that. But We really, we built Slideify to where it is um, off of 300 pounds. It only cost us 300 pounds to set it up. And the reason that we were able to do it for such an affordable price is we had the skill set in website development, SEO, um, and paid search management, which I was also learning about whilst working at my previous job, Mm. uh, to manage it all ourselves and actually begin to scale this business before we even had to look at getting professional help. And what you'll find with a lot of business owners or people that want to start their own business is they will maybe come from a more traditional background and they'll think, oh, great, I've got a bit of money now reserved, I want to run my own business, I want a bit of financial freedom and flexibility. And they'll go into this uh, this world of digital advertising with very little experience. And if you're not one of those guys that has the ability to go and learn these things by yourself, by up upskilling um looking on youtube googling things being really you know resourceful um you're probably going to struggle and you're probably going to have to pay someone a lot of money to help you kind of get this business off the ground uh, from a digital marketing perspective and getting it in front of the right people and making sure that you're spending or not spending loads of money on acquisition which uh you know is is going to kill a business in its startup phase that doesn't have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of pounds behind it in investments so yeah. Yeah, having that kind of background has been massively invaluable. I'd advise anyone that is uh, not necessarily looking at going to university, but is looking at uh, starting their own business or what are the skills that a business owner needs in the 21st century? um, It's 100% digital marketing skills. If you can learn those uh, and if you can learn how to put a product in front of a buyer online, And make sure that everything's optimized, the landing page is optimized, your ads are optimized, the copies optimized. These are skill sets that are going to make you an incredibly valuable asset to other businesses if someone's hiring. But also in your own business, if you can do all of those things, uh, you're putting yourself in a really good position to uh, succeed um, in, in the business world.
0: You mentioned that a really interesting point that we always talk about, and it's university versus going straight into work. What's your take on it? Mm.
1: it's really interesting so I went to university I studied sociology at University of Bristol and I absolutely loved it uh, but not just the university experience I absolutely loved my course um, it allowed me to continue to critically think um, which I think is again one of the most valuable things that anyone can learn and if we can take anything from education and my degree it's that ability to look at situations and understand how much more nuanced they are than just black and white and that's been a really valuable situation Uh, That's been a really valuable asset for me, whether it's in sales or making business decisions. It's recognising that situations or negotiations are far more nuanced and trying to understand really at the core of what people want. Like, what what is the purpose? What does this person want from this deal? How can we find a a way for people, you know, a way for us to both win in this situation? So I find that university has helped me in that degree. Um, but then, you know, like I said, you don't necessarily have to go to university. If you don't have an idea of what you want to study, um, there's so many like skills that you can learn yourself, uh, like digital marketing skills that can make you really, really valuable in a year, in, in a year's time, you could learn all of these things that I've mentioned, copywriting, landing page building, website development, SEO, paid ads management. You can learn all this stuff at a fraction of the price that it costs you to go to university. University does open doors, but I think in like the next five years, we'll be looking back at the kind of from 2005 to 2022, where we were kind of telling people you have to go to get to university to get a degree. It's the be all and end all. You won't get a job otherwise. I think that uh, dialogue or that kind of um, messaging will massively change. So yes go to university if if you want to um if you can if you have the luxury of being able to go because it's a privilege to be able to go um but do you need to go to university to be a successful entrepreneur absolutely not um and i know plenty of people that didn't go to university that have been successful but i know plenty of guys that did go to university and have also been successful so i don't think it's particularly one way or the other, but it's, you know, is it worth spending 35 to 40,000 pounds uh, on a, on a degree? Mm, I don't know. It depends on what the degree is. I guess that's what I would say.
2: Yeah. No, I think that's a very good take on the, on the argument. Um, For you though, what do you think are some really critical uh, personality traits that are needed for an entrepreneur?
1: Uh, I think you've got to be incredibly, Uh, durable, like mentally durable, I think one of the best, and I'm not sure this is a personality trait, but this is something that I try and live by, is try not to get too high when you have a victory, and try not to get too low when things seem like everything's burning around you, Um, having a real like level head and trying to absorb these problems or these successes, absorb them, take them in, process them, and then move forward, continuing moving forward, whether it's using that kind of energy that momentum that you've got from that event and just trying to uh, transfer that into something that is putting you know one foot in front of the other and continuing to move forward either way Um, because one thing as a business owner especially in your startup years when you're kind of uh, building these systems in your business I think it's so important that you you know are able to take all of that you'll get a lot of negative feedback or a lot of things will go wrong that you never could have seen going wrong unless you'd actually you know done it yourself because you're doing it for the first time it's it's you know you're getting this kind of feedback in real time so it's being able to take that and move forward with it um that's really one of the most valuable things that a business owner can have or someone that wants to be an entrepreneur um can have uh, what else there's I mean there's there's plenty of other things and I, I'm sure I'm lacking in, in plenty of them. but I think one of the ones that I really have is that ability to to want to be under pressure as well because you're, you by signing up to this kind of career, you're, you're saying I'm happy being accountable for the consequences of this business. And that's a big responsibility that I think a lot of people overlook um, if you don't if you don't run a business yourself. Um, And for me, I just, I want those situations. I want to be in those negotiations. I want to be in those tough conversations. I want to build things. Um, Yeah, I think another thing is wanting to build something. Uh, it's it's not enough to want the prestige of being like a business owner uh, and all the benefits, that, all, you know, perceived social benefits that come with, oh, I'm my own boss, I run my own business, I've got this amount of staff. You have to really like want to build something and keep building that thing because it's so competitive out there that you need to have this kind of like endless energy um, to be able to keep up with uh, what is you know inevitably a really competitive space uh because if you take sliders for example we're competing especially for these bigger deals from much bigger companies they're, they're sourcing multiple different products from multiple different manufacturers um so it's about being the offering the best service being the quickest to reply adding the most value making sure that you are your quotes are competitive, that they are matching the market value of of things. Cause these guys with these big budgets, they know a lot about, you know, what things cost and what they want to pay for it. because they're big brands, they can kind of dictate the price. So you you have to, yeah, want to be competitive. I think they're the really, really important um, traits that I would, that I look for actually in people that I'm hiring, um, but also that I I have found have benefited me
0: through this kind of journey and for you what's been the biggest positive so far on this journey
1: just the the lessons the the constant learning um it's the one thing i was not prepared for and the speed (laughs) that these lessons come in um and that you are learning about things it also like teaches you massively how the school system is so broken with regards to what it teaches uh kids um in 100%. secondary school yeah 100%. because you le- you're learning you're hearing these things for the first time like vat or you know imports and duties taxes or all of this other stuff like running payroll or pensions um and you're having to figure all this stuff out no one's teaching you in school how to set a pension or how to transfer your pension overall um you know it it's just the lessons. The most valuable thing to me has been learning. And this is, this is the one thing that I would really like say is good about starting your own business is you will, you will learn so much. It's crazy how much you'll learn um, in the first year, two years, three years. Um, and I just think if you have the a product or a service um, that you really believe in, that you think you can make work, just do it because you will learn so much more in that time than, you know, sitting around doing your day job, going through the motions. Um, that's probably the biggest, the biggest uh, takeaway and benefit I've had.
2: And on the uh, flip side of that what would be some uh, negatives of this journey so far.
1: Neg- yeah. So we, we tend to avoid the negatives, right? <laughs> Don't we? It's especially like as people that post on LinkedIn, there's no one really wants to talk necessarily about, you know, all the shouting matches that you have with people. Um, all the tough conversations that you have, where you know, if you're letting someone go, or if you're trying to, you know, teach someone in a in a tough way how they can improve. There's a lot of um, you know emotions, especially in in a startup uh, when. It's all felt so close to home, right? Because a lot of the time you can't take a salary or things like that because you're you're investing so much more into the business. I mean, we we decided that we were going to simultaneously grow this company in the UK, in France, and Australia um, at the same time, which was just a crazy decision. Because and if you asked anyone, and also if you asked me to do it again, I'd probably say no because we have had to sink so much money into expansion. That it's been like financially, it's it's a massive risk and a huge like it can hit you really hard when you realise that you're taking these kind of risks in the hope that you're going to be the biggest customer side company in the world. Um, You know that that constant imposter syndrome as well, where you're kind of worrying, am I am I like making the right decisions? Uh, Mm -hmm. Do I have uh, the experience to be here? to be responsible for all these people's jobs, because, you know, when you start hiring people as well, there's a lot of pressure that comes on. Um, but, you know, I come back to it. That, that's what I love. I love the pressure situations. I love being accountable. I love uh, and it's, it's, to my detriment, I don't know, but I was even sending out um, emails, like replies to emails late last night. I had a customer come back to me being like, stop working on Sundays, jokingly. <laughs> she was like, stop working. Like you, you just you shouldn't be replying to me within five minutes of receiving my email at 9 30 on a Sunday evening. But I I love it. And that's that's kind of it. So there there are obviously negatives. There's a lot of pressure. Um, and it's not always safe financially you know you don't always feel like everything's going to be okay and it can really feel like you're drowning but that's that's kind of the thing that i'm looking for at the moment i've really really enjoyed about running a business is being making those big decisions to make it work um so yeah that's that's what i'd say maybe the negatives are
0: and you mentioned a bit earlier but what would be the two biggest? Factors you look for when hiring people, maybe? Yeah,
1: so I think number one is like just be coachable. Be coachable. I want to work with people that uh, bring a lot of energy, but also want to learn, want to improve, and eventually, like, you know, want to go off and probably do their own thing. Like, I'm a real realist when it comes to hiring, that I recognize not everyone's going to be around forever. Um, so I want people that can learn quickly, that want to learn that want to learn other things outside the scope of their role, especially because in a startup, we, I, I handle so many different things from the marketing side, the, the people side, the sales side. I want a person that is going to join us to be really hungry for information and hungry to, to get better themselves. And I think that is honestly the single most important thing that you should look for hiring. is Someone that really is like, Interested in learning and being coached, and fitting into systems, and I also think probably loyalty as well—someone that you can trust um, when you're hiring, or that you believe you can trust when you're hiring them to do a good job by you, um, but also kind of you know fit in and and respect kind of what you're trying to do as a business owner as well and have an understanding of it. Um, they're they're two really really important things and just like hunger as well. But it depends what you're hiring for, right? If I want a sales guy, I want him to be super hungry to impress, to improve himself, to go after and want to close as many deals as possible um, because that's his bread and butter. He does sales. He wants to be communicating with people. He wants to get that dopamine hit every time he sends out an invoice. That's the, um, the hunger that I want in a sales guy. If it's a more technical guy that's working in marketing, I'm going to have a much more rigorous interview process focused around technical skills um data analysis stuff like that i'll be looking at real numbers guys that are quantitative uh you know workers that have the ability to kind of uh understand the numbers side of things which is not my strong suit so it's like hiring people that complement you um in in ways uh so yeah i think that's kind of how i approach hiring um at slideify
2: and would you still go into this and do it all again with everything you know now?
1: Yeah, mate, hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's been an overwhelmingly positive experience. It's been an absolute like battle. I I won't lie, I've not I've not looked up for over two years. I've you know, I'm just treading water, but um, every single month, we're getting more and more customers. We're getting more and more messages coming in cold. Um, we're getting you know, more and more interest. We're collaborating with bigger and bigger influencers and companies. So it's, uh, it's only been really positive. It's probably why I struggled on your negative question quite a bit, because I've lived in that world of kind of not being happy with my life. I've, I did that for 18 months, my last job. So I would do it again in in a heartbeat um, because it's just been like incredible. And I I think when you, I'm lucky in a sense that I've been able to do it. But um, when you look at how much you learn, how much I've learned from it, I'm just a completely different bloke now compared to that loser that was working in that job um, before. Um, So, yeah, yeah, in a heartbeat, mate.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about your journey it's been really really interesting to hear I think you've been really honest about the whole journey so um thank you so much
1: yeah mate well you know trying to be transparent um out here but you know I haven't done many podcasts so it's nice to be able to speak I think especially after a, a long old day it's good to to chew the fat and and just be able to talk about the journey and if it, if anyone listens and it hopefully inspires other people to take a leap if they're in the position to do so. So, thanks for having me on, guys.
2: Thank you. And uh, where can people find you and find Slideify?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, Google it, Slideify, you'll be able to find us. We'll come up top, as I've mentioned. Um, you can find us at Slideify on most socials Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. We're everywhere. We're absolutely everywhere. That's the plan um, to be on all, all platforms and available all the time. So uh, that's where you can find us.
0: Brilliant. Thanks, Ken Yun.
1: No, cheers, man. Um, have a lovely evening.